Hello, dear listener. I'm Sandrine Soub, your host, and you are on the podcast Research Lives and Cultures. I am sharing today an interview with Rebecca Corrigan, who is a senior research fellow at the University of Sheffield. The interview that you will be listening uh, was done a few years back. And as I've said last week, I'm sharing um, a range of, of interviews that were recorded for a project I had done uh, when I still worked at the University of Sheffield. And we have some uh, very nice videos from these interviews. If you want to go and have a look uh, on the website, I will share in the show notes the link to these videos. And what's particularly interesting about the, these web pages is that we have uh, an interactive timeline where we are sharing the milestones that people have had in their research career. So you can see, particularly with this interview with Rebecca, you know, important moments in, in her research. Uh, and you can see that on the, you know, the different moments when she has either published, obtained a position and so on. I hope that you will find this interesting. So let's listen to Rebecca. These are short interviews, but there is a, you know, few really interesting ideas. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Bye. So my name is Rebecca Corrigan and I'm a Sir Henry Dale Research Fellow working on microbiology at uh, the University of Sheffield. So when I was at school I had an interest in biology but I wasn't quite sure what aspect, what facet of biology I wanted to pursue. So I decided to do a general science degree and this was at Trinity College in Dublin um, and this was a four-year degree. So at the end of our second year we got to specialise and I chose to study microbiology. And I was quite lucky that in the summer between my third and my fourth years, um, I had a lecturer who got me a placement at a lab at uh, New York University. And this was quite a fruitful summer um, in this lab as I got my name on two um, papers. And it was this experience, I think, that led me to want to pursue um, a career in science. And so when I came back and I finished my degree, um, I decided that I then wanted to carry on and do a PhD. So all in all, I think I had quite a successful PhD. Um, at the end of it, I had four first author papers and two of those occurred while I was still doing my PhD. And I think having those two papers really helped um, not only giving me confidence to do my Viva, but also in helping me secure my next um, postdoc position. But also uh, one of the things that I really got from my PhD was uh, the ability to go to conferences and to actually present my work. And I'd actually say that I'm quite a shy person and uh, it doesn't come easy to stand up and talk in front of people. So when I got the opportunity to go to a conference and to present my work orally in front of um, other academics in the field, I pushed myself to do this. And it's something that I think was really advantageous to me, um, making myself do that. So all of these things... Um, helped me um, in my career and helped my CV. Once I finished my PhD, I realised that I loved doing bench science and I wanted to carry on doing that. Um, I wasn't quite sure what direction I wanted my career to take, but I decided to go on and do a postdoc. Um, so I applied for and was successful in getting a postdoc at Imperial College in London, where I remained for six and a half years. So my postdoc was six and a half years long and in my mind it was divided up into two, three-ish year segments. The first three years um, I mainly focused on, on doing what I enjoyed doing, which was doing bench science. 
Um, I didn't spend a lot of time teaching or getting actively involved in public engagement, which I know a lot of people did. My main hobby horse, I guess, was doing bench science and doing the research that I love doing. As well as that, I got to go to a number of conferences, a number of international conferences as well. And I got to present at a number of these, which was um, great for kind of, for my CV and for you know getting my face out there. Honestly, at the time, that's not what I was thinking about, but it was something I knew I had to actively engage in. Um, so at the end of those three years, the hard work and the research paid off in that I got my first um, high impact publication, um, which was great. And then, but following on from that research, my supervisor um, realized that there was a new high throughput technique that was being developed at the University of Maryland. And she thought it would be a very good idea if I applied for funding to go and spend three months at the University of Maryland um, learning this technique so I could bring it back um, and use it for my research. And initially I was of two minds about this. Um, going to the States for three months sounded like a great adventure, but it also meant leaving behind my family for three months and uh, leaving behind my partner, having to find somewhere to live and um, seemed a little daunting, but I discussed it with my partner and he was very supportive and we decided it would be a very good thing to do for my career. So I applied for an EMBO short-term fellowship and I was awarded this, which gave me money to live and work in the States for three months. So I went over and it actually turned out to be a very rewarding and enjoyable experience. Um, even aside from the science, I made a lot of good friends and uh, met a lot of good people. So all in all, it was very worthwhile and looks very good on my CV. So after I came back from the States, um, I had quite a good CV at this point. Um, I had evidence of funding and this research led to another high impact publication. Um, so a couple of things occurred to me at this point. Um, I was starting to feel like maybe it was time to um, start researching my own ideas and getting a bit of independence. But also up until that point, my partner and I had been living in separate cities and I had been very much focused on getting the high impact papers. And we decided it was about time that we came together and at least lived in the same city. So I decided it was a good point and that my CV was good enough for me to apply for um, some fellowships. So I was a little cocky about this uh, to begin with and I applied for a junior research fellowship at the University of Nottingham. Um, and I did this without talking to my PI or without getting a lot of advice um, from my PI and from others around me. And this did not uh, turn out so well, or maybe it did, um, but I did not get shortlisted, um, which came as a bit of a surprise. Um, and I learned that what is quite important is to actually sit down and think about your research area. What is it that you want to research that is different from what somebody else is doing and why and how can you bring something to this area? So after this, I sat down with my supervisor and we had a discussion about what it is that I could research and what my area of expertise is and could be. And I decided then to apply for a Sir Henry Dale Fellowship. So this uh, turned out to be successful, but I think 
part of the main reason that it was successful was my having had that conversation and having sat down and asked for advice and asked for help. Um, because in the end, all anybody can do is say no. And people are generally quite eager and happy to help you if you ask for it. So when I came up to Sheffield, um, I was carrying on with research that I had started in my PA's lab. So she had allowed me to get preliminary data for my application and the agreement was that she would be the senior author on that research and I would be the first author because obviously I had done the research. And we agreed that this would be for the first paper, which thankfully we have had published now. And that from here on out, any further research that I do, um, I would be last author on. Um, these are never easy conversations to have, but uh, I think my advice uh, to people in the situation is to pluck up the courage and just get the confidence and go in and talk to your PI um, and tell them that you're applying for a fellowship and work out where the lines are and where your research, where your autonomy will begin. So I'm I'm quite fortunate at the moment, um, having gotten this Henry Dale Fellowship because it's five years long. So I'm in a position now where I can really focus on trying to um, develop my own research ideas and my own research niche without having a lot of teaching um, around my neck, which is fantastic. So my aims at the moment are to develop my research ideas and to get my first last author research paper. Um, I'm also in the position where I'm learning how to manage people, which is it's very different from being a postdoc. I'm now in charge of people and when things go wrong, I'm responsible and I have to fix it. But it's quite an, it's still quite exciting. And while I'm not on the bench as much as I used to be, um, I'm still very much enjoying myself and enjoying my work. So I think my advice for anyone who is looking to do a fellowship is Firstly, just keep trying. You will probably fail the first time, but so does everybody else, and that's fine. And also, don't be afraid to ask for advice, because all people can do is say no, and it's invaluable, and you need it.